Well, this is really a special show today, and we really appreciate your having us down. My pleasure. We don't catch much company down here. It's <laughs> kind of fun to have you. One of the things we want to do on this show is kind of talk a little bit about your life, and of course, it's hard to capture. Why don't we start off with your first experience as a one-room school teacher? I had decided when I was 17 or 18 that I was going to be a writer. In order to be a writer, of course, you're dealing with language, and, and anybody's language interested me. So I first came to Shannon County to see if I could find a school to teach. I'd never taught school, but I'd gone to the teacher's college at Kirksville and thought I could. I knew by the time I had taught school for a week that I needed help because my children were using words that were beyond me. I asked a boy uh, to stay after school and help me. You know, those old one-room schoolhouses had a stove at one end and a pipe that went like this, and I was afraid the pipe would fall and wipe out my entire third grade. And I asked this big eighth grade boy, would you stay after school and help me put up that pipe? And he said, I dasn't, Mr. Jane. Mama don't sanction us being dilatory. I'll come in the morning. And I immediately wrote down uh, sanction dilatory, all those things. And I got my brother, who was teaching at Brown University on the East, East Coast, and I said, send me the biggest, oldest dictionary you can find. These people are using words that are totally unfamiliar to me. I kind of know what they mean, but I don't know the usage of the words. I'd like to find them out. So my brother obliged by sending me a, a dictionary that was roughly the size of a concrete block, and it weighed that much, too. And it was an ancient uh a dictionary that included Old English usages and so on, and I was never so glad to have anything, and I could almost immediately establish that what my children were speaking was Middle English at the time, roughly the time of Shakespeare, but more really like the time of uh, the first Queen Elizabeth in the 1500s. One day, one of my little students had left her protractor and her compass at home, and she said, Mr. Jane, I've left my needments home in my budget. I wrote down Needman. Well, I could figure Needman. The, the, the thing is, so much of what they said was understandable, except that it, it had to come through translation. Budget. I didn't know what a budget was. I thought a budget was how you figured out how your money was going to get through the month. In the time that, she, that we're talking about, she was referring to her budget as her purse. But that was the time of William Shakespeare when you referred to a budget as something you carried over your shoulder. So when I taught my last school, I went immediately worked at a radio station because I knew the language. And that station was KSMO in Salem. You developed your show, Hickory Hollow. Which is probably one of the single funniest things I have ever done in my life because it didn't make any sense, but it worked. And I played the music everybody liked. And you'd ask somebody what kind of music it was. Well, I don't know. My mom and dad always, you know, listened at it, and I always listened at it. It's just what we what we like. One of my favorite stories that I've heard about your program is that you'd read excerpts of Bambi on the air the first day of deer season. <laughs> um, when you sign the station on, you'd read Bambi during deer well, season. Well, that's true, of course. You were talking about a couple of the uh, other things that he would do on the reports. On the, uh, on the routines uh, the, on the radio, the KSMO, the uh, Dent County Snake and Tick Market Report. That was one of my favorites. Well, uh, the station ID, Mike, was, I think, what, what worked. The station ID for Hickory Holler Time was, this is colorful KSMO, friends. 
250 watts of palpitating pulsating power picking its way into the pea patch and penetrating your privacy from our palatial suite of glassed-in air-conditioned wall-to-wall carpeted studios located second day limb up on a white oak tree in the head of Salem's own Hickory Holler and the and the time signal was time of the tone will be two o'clock. You know one of those old river bottom calls just get people out it would get them out of out of their seats because it it was so nobody did that in radio at that time. I'm not even sure I did. I'm not <laughs> sure why I did. I ought to be ashamed of myself. Really, I, I know Mike has uh, talked a lot about you and your music and how important it is. And uh, thank you very much for being with us. Oh, it's been my my pleasure.